0: into the new year and South Africa's energy crisis, the recent announcement of yet another above inflation electricity price increase amid increased and persistent load shedding has plunged the country and many of its citizens uh, you know, into chaos by way of their budgets. Uh, and while there is a strong call to sue the government and ESCOM for load shedding, uh, two civil society organizations are instead going straight to the source of one of the essential problems with the energy planning in South Africa, that a critical piece of legislation has not been brought into operation by the, uh, you know, by the, by, by the president. This is an interesting take, right, on, uh, where is energy and energy, uh, the energy supply, the energy crisis going here in, you know, in South Africa. Uh, you know, that, that, that is a critical piece of legislation that I was talking about earlier that has not been brought into, oper, into operation by, by the president. Well, we speak to Francesca de Gasparis, Executive Director of the Southern African Faith Communities Environment uh, Institute. Uh, good evening, Francesca.
1: Good evening.
0: Thank you for joining us. Tell us, your plan is to force President Sul Ramaphosa into bringing Section 6 of the National Energy Act into operation and for the development of an integrated energy plan into terms uh, of the section, as far as I can read. I mean, say, explain to us, what is the Section 6 all about and how will this, uh, you know, result in an alleviation of the current issues we're facing? Well, the
1: Section 6 of the National Energy Act was passed by parliament so that's in 2008 and essentially it says that what we need is a plan an overall energy plan and most people would have thought don't we have one of those already but in fact we we have it's never been brought into operation so for the past two years green connection has been writing letters to president ramaphosa to say please please can you bring this into operation Your Minister of Energy and Mineral Resources, Bwere Mantashe, needs to operationalize this so that we actually have an overarching plan that tells us how to deal with the crises that we're facing in South Africa.
0: You know, Francesca, you do not plan to add your names to the list of people and organizations who earlier this week announced that they are taking uh, the government, ESCOM and NURSA, to court. Do you believe that that's one of the ways, a possible, correct way, or this might just be a better way?
1: Well, we decided to take the government to court over this issue, the Section 6. So SASI have joined the Green Connection in the court application. Um, And we do believe that the courts are the only way that we're going to see this come to fruition. Um, As I said, we've been trying, Green Connection has been leading on trying to get this into action for the past two years without success. Um, But they've been given excuses as to why they haven't operationalized it yet. And we know that with the level of load shedding, we're seeing the um, fact that ESCOM hasn't been able to address the uh the crisis of its aging energy fleet, as well as this year-on-year massive uh, price increase that ESCOM's is being allowed to pass on to the consumers of the electricity, we, we can see that there's absolutely no way that without uh, a legal framework are we, that we're going to get the government to actually take action as needed.
0: You know, have you attempted to engage the government, uh, you know, or directly, the president directly? Have you received any response from his office over the time that you might have attempted to engage with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, they have responded in the sense of saying, yes, we're busy with it. But, you know, when you have an energy crisis of this uh, measure and that it hasn't been done in the last two years, that speaks volumes to how this is being treated um, and, you know, not having an overall integrated energy plan means that the government can continue to do the very piecemeal and, quite frankly, w- wastage uh, of energy planning that's been happening in, in these past few years. You've been seeing there have been court cases around seismic testing off the court, off the, sh- the coast of South Africa. There have been court cases about these um, very heavy polluting car power shift, uh, ships. Um, as you know, SAFSI works... To try and stop the extension of the nuclear power plant at Kubrick. We don't need nuclear. There's lots of energy systems that we don't need in the mix in South Africa. And because we don't have an integrated energy plan, we're not, we're having to do this piecemeal rather than saying, hey, this doesn't need to be in our overall plan.
0: Hmm. You know, Francesca, at the same time, an integrated energy plan, I mean, is South Africa currently capable of doing it? What would that entail? I mean, I'm sure solar would feature in it, the old system of coal. What else would make up an integrated energy plan?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, the good thing about it is that you can say, um, you know, we have got coal still, we're going to phase it out. Obviously, coal needs to be part of South Africa's energy mix. You can't just remove it tomorrow. Um, It is what we've been dependent on in the past, but we need a plan to move from A, where we are now, to B. And we need to take into consideration the issues of climate change, the issues of expense of electricity, the fact that ESCOM keeps on passing on this highly expensive uh, electricity that it's generating. These are all things that need to be taken into consideration. We would see if we had an an effective integrated energy plan that a lot of these energy systems that the government's putting a lot of time and money into right now, either need to be phased out and we need to concentrate on renewable energy or we don't even need to bring them in. But that's not happening at this time.
0: You know, um, Francesca, the, the, on the t- topic of the integrated uh, energy plan, uh, I would be interested to know your, your position on nuclear. I mean, you've been following this here for a number of years now from the early days of load shedding. And you, of course, well aware as, as anybody else that South Africa did have and, and currently does have, you know, something of a nuclear program. I'm referring to Kuburg in particular. Uh, yes. Could this be part of the integrated plan as well? Is it, it, how, how would South Africa and nuclear go?
1: Well, we don't believe that nuclear energy is uh, an unbiased um, plan was brought into place. We don't believe that nuclear energy needs to be part of South Africa's future. In fact, one of the reasons that we're having one of the stages of load shedding at the moment, we would be, for example, on stage five instead of six. If they kept the power plant up and running and operational during this critical time, that would mean when it was coming to decommission it um, in two years' time, We would have built enough new renewable energy and other energy systems to compensate for the stages that would be lost and Cuba could be decommissioned. We believe that the way the planning is going right now uh, to take Cuba's off now puts the country more at risk. It has a bigger negative impact and it could have been done differently. So we absolutely don't believe that nuclear energy needs to be part of our future energy mix.
0: You know, finally, uh, before we conclude, uh, has, has government considered or even realized that energy and the and the interrupted supply that we have experienced over, you know, the last few years and especially in the last few months, uh, have they considered it, considered it a national emergency? Has it has it reached that level, like how COVID and, and various other issues in the past sort of like, you know, had the level of a national emergency? Is Is, the, is energy being viewed in that particular light?
1: Well, we're not seeing it uh, being treated like as such. Uh, We would like the government to view it in that light. Absolutely, we agree with you. We think it's absolutely the most critical issue that's going on right now. And if we don't get a good plan in place, we're going to continue to pay for it for decades into the future. And this is why having a plan is so important. This is why the government needs to grasp the nettle and really get on top of the issues that at ESCOM, the issues with how it's doing energy planning, and focus down on an efficient, affordable, and accessible energy system for everyone.
0: Well, Francesca de Gasparis, um, all the Lux team forward ahead with the, you know, with the plan, and we certainly will be hoping to touch base with you sometime in the future. And uh, let's see all, you know, everybody's hopeful that this will no doubt work out in the interest of the, of the country itself. And have a good evening ahead of you.
1: Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. And it's really wonderful that faith radio stations like yourselves are taking this issue seriously because this really is an issue of faith as well. I really appreciate the time. Thank you.
0: Well, that was Francesca Gasparis, Executive Director for the Southern African Faith Communities uh, Environment Institution, taking the government to court but on a different angle. You know what? It's high time that civic society and um, civil society and everybody get involved in this energy issue. And it's the reality that we are all going to be at the receiving end of it.